This week on Not Sauce for Work, Terry Tam is co-hosting. Eagle is producing. We discuss the NFL Conference Finals. That's right, there's only three more football games left this season. We also talk about two basketball superstars who may be on the move, the biggest stars left out of Cooperstown, and Olympic-sized condoms. We will get into these topics and much more on this episode of Not Sauce for Work on the Hot Sauce Sports Podcast Network. Welcome everyone, you were listening to it, perhaps watching Not Sauce Work on the um, Hot Sauce Sports Podcast Network. Um, the sign of confusion you saw from Terry, if you're watching, is because, Eagle, we didn't hear the music, so we're hoping yeah. that the people did. They, they <laughs> hear the music, I now realize what I did. You know what also is right. better is, is, Eagle, I can actually see you this week. I don't know why, usually I, I, I just see what you show the people, but um, I can actually see you this week and it's better. No! change it <laughs> no but see this is the only way for you to hear the music now ah uh, okay so i'm okay with not hearing the music then ah uh, but then when we play clip, clip and stuff that's all right. the problem yeah all right so um, i guess keep it like this sorry not sorry i, I saw <laughs> i saw a movie uh, around christmas break um it's the most uh stream movie on uh in netflix's history um i thought i was really gonna enjoy it um i'm curious about if you guys have seen it and if you guys have thoughts, um, I kind of left with like a meh feeling. The movie is uh, Adam McKay's Don't Look Up. Um, oh, I haven't watched it yet. I've watched it. It's got, so we won't, we won't spoil anything for uh, Terry. I mean, look, there's no spoilers. The earth is fucked. Um, yeah. But, but um, it's, it's been, the reaction's been really polarizing. My, my thing is, um, with regards to getting his message across, I think it's effective. It's a movie, Terry, just because you haven't seen it yet. It's a movie that parallels uh, the government in action and corporation in action against global warming. But instead of global warming, it's about like if a meteor was about to strike Earth. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, yeah. And the solution and how, is how media, how media doesn't talk about it enough. And well, it's a how 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 media yeah. can be corrupted, how how yeah. politics can be corrupted, how corporations corrupt, all that stuff, right? Yeah, how so, they so are. Like, there's like a, there's this one scene I'm gonna spoil this one where they're talking to like the U.S. government and it was like so what are the chances of getting hit by it? It's like a hundred percent. We're like, well, no, scientists don't like a hundred percent. What's the actual probability? Ninety nine point five eight. We're like, okay, like let's say seventy percent. I was like, no, those are clearly not the same. <laughs> and so, but that's. A, that, I wish I wish people thing. I wish people graded my grades in university that way. Hey, you got a forty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. ninety. Give my ninety. But again, it could also go the other way. I got a ninety. Yeah. yeah. 40-ish. 20. Um, and to be fair, uh, Terry, you and I both studied history. It does feel yeah. that is how they grade, to be fair. Oh, yeah. It's uh, um, 100%. You're, you're grading. You're, you're writing a paper. You're writing on the teacher's opinion. You're not writing about your opinion. You're not writing about the actual fact. You're writing about how the teacher portrayed this piece of history. So if you fuck I, that up, then you're fucked. Yeah. I, I, I studied something after that was uh, much more uh, concrete. 
And I realized, oh, all I have to do is give the right answers and I get a good grade. This is awesome. Why didn't I do so, this in the first place? So when I applied to universities, I was I wanted to go to like Ontario. You know, I wanted to leave and my my, my parents can my mom couldn't afford it at the time. So uh, so I you know I said fuck it, I'll stay here because I was done playing football at that time. I had played one year of junior. I knew I wasn't gonna go to university and play football. I wasn't good enough. So I said fuck it, I'm just gonna leave. And then I was I wanted to go to Queens to go to the broadcasting program that Shtib is in, and I think. Okay. Our new member Olivia is in as well. I I didn't I didn't, awesome. I didn't confirm that, um, but I wanted to go there, but my mom couldn't afford it, so I said I'll stay here. So I applied to journalism, second choice history, third choice English literature. I got into English lit, history. I didn't get into journalism, so I, I think I, I, I would I would have been better off in English lit. I got into journalism and transferred into history. Um, Asshole. Mo so, yeah. Khan did journalism, Botkin's journalism, Powers journalism, former Luca and Dina and Dean Bertoy, I think both they both did journalism as they well. They both did journalism also, yeah. So I mean um yeah. Um no the the so the thing is this movie Terry, um so Adam McKay did some important movies like, you know, Vice and um what was the one about uh the banking crisis that I thought I thought was excellent. Uh, the uh, get, big um, short. Big short. The big short. Yeah. Um not the Maggie mortgage crisis. Then we're, well, the, mortgage the, the financial crisis. Financial crisis. Um, it ended up not being a banking crisis because that would have sunk the United States. I knew people um, that I knew people that were involved in that. Well, we spoke to someone who was involved in that. Uh, David Sampson was working at J.P. Morgan at the time. Yeah, no, but uh, I no, I I know people in Montreal that worked for this uh, call center. Okay, it was a telemarketing company, but they would call people in the states and they'd refinance their mortgages with these crazy rates. These guys made so much money, so much money. Yeah. Guys my age, I was 22 at the time, they're driving around in Range Rovers and stuff. It was crazy. They were making all this money, and then they a bunch of them moved to California. A couple of them stayed, a couple of them came back, and the rest of them stayed over there. I don't know what they're doing, but obviously that whole business was shut down. The guy not who that. ran it passed <laughs> I away. Tell you. What? I can tell you, they're not doing that anymore. <laughs> No, they're, they're not. not uh, no, but they could still mortgage. be mortgage brokers. But these guys aren't yeah. refinancing people's anyway. So it was a whole scam. And these guys took a big chunk out of California. It's pretty but crazy. So I like, I like um, a lot of Adam McKay's movies. So he he did Step Brothers, right? So like, well, he did he did guy. all of them. He did Anchorman. Yeah. He did Talladega yeah. Night, Step Brothers, other guys. He also did Ant Man. Like, that he, one. He's he's the he's the well Talladega Nights was the one that launched him into superstardom. But yeah, he. Um, the the um he was also like a legendary writer on um, on SNL. Uh, Mike Sure tells a story. Mike Sure, a creative Parks and Rec, wrote on The Office. He um he tells a story about starting at SNL, and yeah. after working with Adam McKay for like a couple days, was like, oh man, nothing I'm writing is funny compared to this guy. Eagle, can you give me a picture him, of his face? Sorry, if he's while while you're going, Eagle, can you give me a picture of him? I want to see what he looks like. Yeah, sure. No worries. But yeah, um, he's uh, so he's yeah. Oh, sorry, so yeah, and so basically, what, the, what everyone told Mike Sure was, "Oh, don't don't compare yourself to Adam McKay. That's a losing battle. That's comparing yeah. yourself to Jordan. That's comparing yourself. So, so like, it's cool to get someone who's that funny who's oh, writing yeah, things yeah. that are serious. I know this guy. Um, okay, but so I don't know if it's because I already have like a lot of information, and uh, you know, I've I've had a particular interest in in global warming for a long time, so. I don't know if like I'm just not the target audience, but I felt like the message was clear, but it wasn't particularly revelatory, and the movie itself was kind of, eh. I don't eh. know. That was my thoughts. I'm I'm a I'm a conspiracy theorist guy, so I think I would love this shit. You know, like I, like I'm so I'm all into any conspiracy theory that makes 
a little bit of sense. And uh, I'm a firm believer that the media is completely against uh, humanity. I think they're against us, and I don't think they give us the information that I mean, we need I to just, know. I, disagree. I, I think disagree that because media, media, and journalism have become the same thing, and they're not the same thing. Because they're not the same thing. Accurate at information all. still exists. Of course, yeah, because there still exists. Of course, yeah. So you have to, you have to. Uh, but you have to give out the accurate information. What I'm saying is that now the networks are only giving out the information they want to give, not the information. Oh, but you, you can't trust TV. You can't trust TV or social media for news. It's always been the case. But you used no, but you used to like back in the no, day when really. everybody tuned in at 11 o'clock to watch the news with Brian Gumble. I don't know who the hell it was in the in the 60s. These Brian people Williams were giving out the inf- yeah. These Dan people Rather. were giving out the in- no. This wait no. That another's a weatherman, and he's. Still doing it now, so I don't think he was doing it 50 years ago. Um, yeah, but what was that rather thing about global warming? Nothing, <laughs> nothing, piece of shit. you know what yeah, I mean? I thought you were the weather, bro. They, they, they only tell you the information you want to know. I mean, CNN and Fox are, are notorious for doing that, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, so, it's so crazy. When pressed, so when pressed, um, Tucker Carlson under oath said, Well, we're not really a news network, we're a news entertainment network, and that's true of CNN, like, they're, they're both. Both of them. They're yeah, definitely. a drama version of The Daily Show. But of the course, Anthony Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain had a show on CNN. Like, he, that's entertainment. It's not. You can't. Yeah. It, it, it started as a news outlet. That's there's 100 sure. 100. percent Yeah, they wanted to start off as a news outlet, but it, it turned into what people want to watch and what drives and money and advertisement. And and if you're not giving the information uh, that your demographic is looking for, then they're going to turn out tune out. And that's what it's become. And it's sad. And, but it's sad yeah. only because people don't realize that there are other options out there where you can get all the facts instead of just this fa- this one fact about a major issue. And that's what people don't realize. Look everywhere. Look. Just Google yeah. it. Duck, duck, go it. Do whatever you want to do. All of it. Yeah, I think also people need to be educated on what are appropriate sources and what are not appropriate sources. Cause that's another yeah. thing is I keep seeing people share stuff where it's like, this is the furthest thing from like any bit of journalistic integrity ever. Yeah. It goes but, both ways. Um, but that's what like, yeah, that's the thing is, that, you know, it's unfortunately all this happened so quickly, like society didn't adapt to teach people really, this is how you look for the information, you know? But anyway, so my point in this was a, um, for, for you, Terry, and I'll, I'll ask Eagle about the movie specifically. Have you ever the, that experience where Nothing's wrong with the movie, but like, it just didn't do it. Like, it's just like, it's fine if it's on and someone's watching it. I'll join in and you know have a beer, but I'm not excited for it to watch it again. You know? Yeah, I mean, I depends on the movie. It's very rare that a movie I'll watch it twice unless it was like really good. Like, I go back and I watch old Tarantino movies. I can watch that. Yeah, like I'm I'm gonna watch Once Upon a Time in America. I haven't seen that in like at least twenty years, so. I'm gonna rewatch that, and that's like a four-hour movie. So there's movies that I would rewatch. Like I've probably watched Friday Night Lights, Remember the Titans, Any Given Sunday over a hundred times each, and that's, that's not terrible. even an exaggeration. I hate sports movies. I hate really? all sports movies. They're all terrible. The hell are we They're doing? All so cheesy. What are we They're doing? The cheesiest thing. They They're are all underdog sports stories. They're all the same. Any given yeah. Any Given Sunday was quite good though. Why Why would people want to watch uh, a story about a guy who's supposed to win? No, but because well, I want winners, Terry. I want winners. Because <laughs> like, that's what we want. They were perfect. They didn't have any kind of uh, challenges. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing came in their way. They just coasted all the way to the championship. What a Terry, story. You, you say who would watch that? We watched 10 hours of Michael Jordan. <laughs> that, that's what but it no, was. But, no, but there's conflict in that. Like the way that people well, were talking about him, how, how much of an asshole he was, how his figure. conflict. 
Yeah, his house finger was pointing in the wrong direction. I always wondered, like, is he ever going to get it fixed? Like, why isn't he fixing it? You know? But that's the thing. Uh, Eagle pointed out, it's all conflict created by the main character. They, they were mostly unnecessary. Exactly. He's a piece of shit. But people, yeah, people also are drawn to assholes. People like nice guys finish yeah. last. People are drawn to pieces of shit. That's why people watch the Jersey Shore. That's why I was looking through my crate the other day and I favored it, Jersey Shore, because I'm going to watch it. Because I'm, I'm stupid. I've, I've never seen a single moment of Jersey Shore. Because I'm going to watch the family vacation. I'm going to have the four seasons of it. I'm going to have to do it. I just finished watching. I just got back onto Ray Donovan. He's a piece of shit. Shameless. Yeah. Every, people talk about Frank Gallagher. He's the biggest asshole in the world, but people love him. Also, uh, also uh, McKay, uh, Succession. All the characters, all pieces of shit. And I've loved Shiv. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, Eagle. Yeah, saw, there's something about Shiv. There's so... Something- I'm going to write a song. There's something about Shiv. I consider myself somewhat of an intellectual, which is probably an understatement. But I didn't find the movie necessarily funny as much as I found it frustrating and a sad depiction of reality, right? It was like a – Yeah, that's fair. It's, That's it, all it I was, picture the truth. It was so depressing to watch. Even though I know it's supposed to be a comedy, it was like, yes, this is clearly an exaggeration of what's happening but also exactly what's happening. So that's the part. But that is it an exaggeration? That's but that's exactly it, though, right? That's yeah. where it's like, how much of this is like ha ha ha, and how much of this is oh god, this is true. You know, I think that's where I was kind of coming from. So I enjoyed it. Obviously, there's the whole I call it elitist thing of like, well, you're just making fun of the media and the political class and blah blah blah. And, but I can totally put myself in the shoes of an actual scientist, going. I told you so, and look at all this stuff, and people going, well, did you really tell us? Like, is this really important? Oh, well, look, <laughs> midterms are coming up. Can we deal with this later? Like, that type of shit, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, sure. I, I, felt, I feel the exact same way, because when I watched, the, I just watched the trailer, right? And I felt the exact same way that Eagle felt. Like, you could see the comedy in it, but you can see, like, the, like, it's frustrating because they show Jennifer Lawrence, like, freaking out, like, and you're laughing at that. But then you realize, like, like, this is what we go through on a day basis. Like, where we're not, where the, yeah. they're, they're not just the giving thing. us all the information we need. This is the thing that's happening that's going to ruin the next 20 years of our lives. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that said, we have a lot of sports stuff to get to. So let's get to it. Eagle, it is time for the news. Ah, Terry, it's the news. I almost forgot to say it because I was reading something at the same time. Um, yeah, so obviously the the first bit of news to break and things that actually happened since we've been together on Monday, uh, Nathaniel Hackett, um, he's going to be uh, the next head coach of the Denver Broncos. Of course, the uh, conspiracy theorists are automatically linking it to the Denver Broncos. The Packers would have to trade uh, him to the Bron- to the Broncos, which I think is not completely unlikely. Um, I think this was more planned than we can than we thought of as we talked about this throughout the whole thing, because looking at the cap structure and, and how the the Packers are really going to be under it. I, I believe Eagle, it's forty eight million over the cap next year. If I'm not mistaken, like, yeah, not as bad as the Saints, who I think are like seventy million, but still, like we're yeah. awful. Yeah, so. Basically, now I understand the drafting of Jordan Love because it's 
one of two things is going to happen. It's we're going to rebuild it completely and uh, time to move on from Aaron or we're going to rebuild around around an aging superstar and give him nothing to work with so he wants to leave. Uh, and now I truly understand the conflict between the Packers and the and Aaron Rodgers. It's not about uh, just wide receivers or the, the most obvious things. It's really just about, hey, you guys are planning for the future and it's very clear I'm not part of those plans and I'm still good enough to play in the NFL. It must be a very frustrating feeling. I mean, what are you going to do? when? Uh, what can you do when the person who literally owns you, it's weird to say, doesn't think you're adequate? Yeah. It sucks. Well, it's a it's an awful feeling, but you're also a professional. You got to fight through it. And they're they're planning for the next ten years, and like Aaron Rodgers' career is like the next five, right? So, uh, and listen, we saw I don't think Brady, we saw with Brady and Belichick, right? Brady had Garoppolo traded. He he went to Kraft and had him traded. So, um, really, that's what it was. It's been reported by Seth Wickersham in his book. Yeah, oh. from from my understanding, it was basically they were planning for a succession, and Brady was just too good, and he's like, "Listen, if you want me to stay, I'll win you championships, but get rid of him because he's going to sit on the bench and do nothing, and he's not going to." Yeah, Brady was Ke- Brady was Kendall Roy in this in this case, Terry. <laughs> Loser. No, um, but the thing is, Kendall Roy did what he had to do. Yes, I, I agree. I, look, he's a piece right? of shit, but I think. But I'm. I think I'm most. Ah, no, because I'm Team Shiv. I'm. I'm with you, Terry. I'm Team Shiv. Fuck Kendall. Yeah, Shiv is good, man. I mean, listen, Kendall has his heart's in the right place. He's his heart's in the right place, doing it for the doing for attention. Uh, Shiv, she's just like I don't want like I want my place in this world, and I I'm smarter than most people in this world, so I want to be able to take advantage of that. Then you have the the idiot Roman. That guy is the worst human being in the history of the world. There's nobody worse yeah, than Macaulay Roman Roy. Brother. Macaulay Culkin's exactly. brother. Um, exactly. The guy who drinks so, Pepsi and Homo. That said, that said, uh, too much who, Pepsi. So who does, who's Aaron Rodgers in the succession cast? He got cast out. So is it Kendall? I think he. No, I think he's. I think he's uh, Aaron Rodgers. No, he's not Kendall. I think he's more of a of a Wams game. Doesn't Greg? No, I think he's a Wands Gams guy. I think he's Tom. Well, he's thinking yeah. he's Tom. Yeah. Yeah. That could be. It could be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like Tom. Yeah, I mean, so- Tom at first, he was kind of annoying, but I like Tom. Tom's a good character. And yeah, and I, I kind of feel the same way about Aaron Rodgers. Kind of, he's weird. He does the wrong yeah. thing sometimes, but he's kind of like, he's aware of everything going on. And people think that he's not aware, but he's aware. You know, like, I think that's how we I see Tom. Im- immensely talented, but often puts his foot in his mouth, right? Like, th- exactly. Like, Im- he can do the he can do the job, but my God, does he make mistakes at times? And, and uh, the handling of this perhaps is is that as well. So, do you think? Do you think? I think he's moving on from the Packers. I think that the yeah. the whole Packers structure has to be was part he of this. Uh, do you think it's the Broncos? He's the type of guy that would go somewhere where he, he's he feels comfortable. He's the type of guy that's like loyal to specific people around him, kind of like the way Brady is. Um, I'd say, yeah, that Broncos is a very strong possibility. The Niners isn't an option anymore. So that was like everybody's always Niners, Niners. Raiders, I don't think that the Raiders would go for Rodgers. I think they have way too much money uh, to spend, uh, to, to, to save. I don't think they'd be able to dump Carr and get Rodgers. So that's out of the nowhere. Um, Steelers there's is nowhere, probably an option. Steelers could be an option, Steelers but... Yeah, Steelers. I said Steelers at the beginning of the year. I said I wouldn't be surprised if I see Rodgers in the in Pittsburgh, 
um, if, if, if Big Ben retires. If yeah. Colts could afford it, I think Colts would be a nice landing spot if they can. No, Carson Wentz had a fantastic year. Carson Wentz is fine over there. Tan- then replace yeah, Tannehill with the Titans. No one's like choosing... both the Colts and the but Titans he... are shit on a quarterback position, in my opinion. No one, no one is choosing either Tannehill or or uh, Wentz over Aaron Rodgers for the next two to three years. Sure, but I don't think that their 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 needs are there. I think that Wentz and Tannehill do a good enough job for the way the rest of the roster is built. And if Rodgers comes in, it kind of changes everything. Well, that's the point. Yes, He's a... It makes them better. It makes both teams No, but both teams had success better. this year. Both teams are successful. Like the Titans won their division. They finished first in the conference. The Colts were one game away from the playoffs and they had like a lot of good like they have a young a good running game. They have a young receiving core. Like they they look good for the oh, future. I get it. Not Terry, think that Rodgers would make it better. I understand. You, you can have eggs, but you can also have bacon and eggs, right? So, like, breakfast can be better. Quarterbacking can get better. And I think he makes them instantly better. How many, how many playoff it. wins How many playoff wins uh, does Aaron Rodgers have versus how many playoff wins does Carson Wentz have since Carson Wentz um, played in the NFL? How many, how many playoff wins are a quarterback stat versus an organizational stat? No, but just to say, but that's what we're talking about here, right? Because cause you're saying you want the bacon and eggs. The, bake, the eggs and the bacon. The bacon – is the playoffs. The bacon is the extra juice that you can get me. No, if think, the Colts make I the playoffs. Changing my analogy to, I think yeah. you're changing my analogy with your I mean, that's what an argue, that's what a discussion is, no? <laughs> no. It's in a discussion. A I take whatever I take whatever you say, I change it to the way I want it to sound, and then I say it out loud again. That's what it is, no? That's a hijacking, I believe. Okay, maybe that's why I, my girlfriend never understands me. Yeah, you came at me with a box cutter and you and you took the plane. <laughs> that's what happened. <laughs> Um, so we'll see. I, I do think it's going to be AFC. I don't see, I don't think there's a chance the Packers trade him in conference. Zero percent chance. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's another point too. So the overpay would have to be ridiculous. Like you have to give all of your draft picks for a decade. Yeah. It's, you know? it's going to be, it's Pittsburgh or Denver. And I think Denver is the, the leader right now. Yeah, I think so. Um, but I so like Drew Locke. Ever- Make a trade. Yeah. It'll <laughs> take more than that though. But yes. Um, Heads up. The, Locke the, for uh, Rogers. The uh, the uh, Chiefs and, and Bills, uh, of course, gave us a great game. And there was a moment that uh, we didn't know about because we did our, our post-game show on, on Monday. Um, and then the clip went viral after that about uh, at the line, Mahomes calling out, do it, Kels, do it. Uh, because they discussed in the huddle where Kelsey said, hey, um, if they give us that look again, run the same play, I'm going to go up the seam. And that's exactly what they did. And that's... I heard someone talk about this in comparison to, I, and I know we keep hammering on the Cowboys and I'm not doing this on purpose, but like what, what it means to have like a prepared organization versus a bad, like an organization or a team that's not prepared, like a, like a properly coached versus like improperly coached where they notice something, they implement it, they go, they trust it, they go with it. There's, like what you do in those clutch moments, like that's, that's just training preparation. That's, yeah. that's what that is. Right. Yeah. And and there's not there's not even a second thought. They talked about it. Mahomes saw it through the ball. Yeah. It's on target. It's successful. That's the game. You know what I mean? And so it's auto it's um, autopilot. You're on autopilot at that point. It was pretty awesome. It was cool to see. It's rare that we get to sort of an inside look at this stuff. You know? Yeah. Uh, but you one of my hear one of my favorite yeah one of, one of my favorite Mike moments was uh, Cam Newton when he um, he's at the goal line. I forgot what it was, and then the linebacker makes an adjustment. And then he's like, oh, he's like, he's like, oh, you watch film, watch this, bang, makes the play, yeah. throws, yeah, a, throws yeah, yeah. a touchdown. I so I was like, I, that's, I like that stuff. And so when I saw this, I, 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 you kind of love 
like the little pieces, like everybody loves like mic'd up. Like mic'd up was such a good segment on Sunday NFL Countdown because you got to hear guys like just like talk. You know, obviously they cut out a lot of the shit. It, most of it is without context, and it ends up being like just a, a montage of guys being giving like like uh, cliches. You know what I mean? Like let's yeah, go or let's or like making it. Yeah, you or know? like making jokes about players on the team, which is what you want, right? Like, like yeah, hear, hearing Ray Lewis yell is crazy. What? I wish there was more of that and less of of, of the the stuff that adds no value to me. Yeah, exactly. Like, cool like Jackson like Mahomes. Context. Sorry. Like Jackson Mahomes gives no value. <laughs> There's also that. There's also that. He may be dancing this week though, as they take on uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I'm excited for this game. I've, I know the smart money in, in games like this is always to take the under because the public likes to bet overs. I, I, you got to go over though, man, because the more I look at it, these two teams, the weaknesses favor the offenses so much. Oh, yeah. And like the way the Chiefs defend sort of these, uh, these trips and these stack formations is to leave one-on-one, which means – the Bengals are going to be able to create one-on-one matchups with Jamar Chase whenever they want. And then the last time the Bengals played the Bills, uh, sorry, the last time the Bengals played the Chiefs, they gave the same defensive look that the Bills gave the, the Chiefs last week, which oh allowed God. a billion points. So I don't understand how this is uh, like even going to be under 100 points combined. Like it's, I, don't, I don't think there's going to be a stop in this game. Um, I put I put this I put this at under I have four fifty four and a half I think well, cause yeah that's the smart play like, that's the, 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 yeah. the, the, the real betters will tell you when the entire public says the over you have to well, go the over the I just don't understand I can't even imagine how a stop happens in the game yeah you know I got I mean? I mean I got the Bengals I think the Bengals can pull this off and I and I said it we said it two weeks ago when we were talking about my my hypothetical situation to when if the Raiders and the Titans had tied. Uh, sorry, yeah, if uh, yeah, <clears throat> if the Raiders and the Titans had tied, my hypothetical one to eight, like if the Chiefs could have lost to the Bengals or the Chargers, like the Chiefs could have lost to the Raiders. Like I feel like the Chiefs could lose to everybody, but they're just not. You know what I mean? The way the Bengals are built, I, obviously their O line is is very weak. Terrible. But like, it's they're they they have some sort of flash that the kind of the Chiefs had when they uh, made won their Super Bowl run, and their offensive line was good, but it wasn't great, and. The reason why they made it through is because they made had like they had a, guy, a quarterback that had nothing to lose and just put it all on the line. Like I think that's what Joe Burrow is, and we're seeing it kind of play out again. And we're gonna, we're seeing like the the like a really good era of football right now that we're gonna see for the next Absolutely. twenty years. Yeah, with Jake Allen. So. Yeah, Jake Allen, Mahomes, Lamar Josh Jackson. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Jake Allen. Jake Allen's a tremendous backup goaltender, though. Tremendous, one of the best. Great era yeah. of backup goaltending. He's, he's Jake he's Allen the, is like the, the king. weight of this generation. Exactly. He's like the Stone Cold Steve Austin of the attitude era towards a, a backup goalie era, you know? Um, so Josh Allen, Mahomes, and, you know, we haven't seen what Jordan Love can do. Trey Lance. Like, there's a there's a new crop of quarterbacks out there that are well, I, very I excited. I wouldn't, go, I wouldn't go with Trey Lance or – I wouldn't go with guys I haven't Not seen. Not yet. I'm just saying we haven't good. seen them yet. So they, that could be yeah, – that, that could be like – You could also be Mariota, so we don't know. Yeah, but then they, um, don't, but then they don't matter, right? Yeah. Then so, they but either way, they don't like, matter. Just, just in the AFC East, you know, you, you, have, you have two absolute monsters in, in Herbert and, and Mahomes. And, yeah, I, I agree with you. I just – to me, I don't know. Um, I, I have a hard time – 
picking against Mahomes at any point because, look, he's been in every season he's been the starter. He's gone to the AFC Championship. Okay, it's four straight. That's out of this world. I know, and I know it's not just him. It's it's just a well coached team. It's great offensive weapons. It's also him. Um, now the offensive line is fixed because that was the issue last season when they lost in the Super Bowl. I, I don't I don't see them stopping. I don't know. It's yeah. uh, they, they look. They look incredible. Uh, maybe it's because yeah. it's the last thing we watched on Sunday where it's just imprinted on my brain and I'm that stupid. I can't break from it. No, but no. I mean, listen, the Bengals are playing with house money, man. They, they've been like – they're there because they're just a very – extremely talented team. But they're going up against – and Tyreek Hill said they're going up against two of the best coaches in the NFL right now, and they're on the same team. You know what I mean? Like, Banami and Reed, the, the duo that they have is really good – is really strong. And Andy Reed is – like we talk about great coaches of all time, not really a lot of people talk about Andy Reid, and like he's 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 evolved through the sport into like in like two or three different eras, styles of offenses, yeah. and he's and he's still been successful. And I think that he's a big reason to why they have a lot of success. And their O line looks good. Um, they just they they they're they don't have any missing pieces. I will say. And Andy Reid finally learned uh, when you to, when to use your timeouts. So that was like literally exactly. the thing that That's played for years yeah. and. He, like, Everybody joke, but he really fixed that, right? Like yeah, he doesn't you learn something new every day. Anymore. You learn something new every day. Um, there, w- I, there was one point that was made. I, I couldn't find an actual clip, so I got to paraphrase. Um, I, Mina Kimes was saying that the uh, of ESPN was saying that the the main difference between the Bills defense and the Bengals defense is the Bills defense have like a speed rush, which doesn't uh, doesn't phase Mahomes at all, whereas the Bengals do this sort of like gap rush because of the their strong defensive ends and Hendrickson and the other dude, oh, Hubbard. And so basically because they can rush in stages, he can't do that little thing where he was escaping in the first quarter where Mahomes okay. is like, a, like escaping out of the pocket and running for five or six yards at a time. Um, apparently that won't be there because the that's the one part of the scheme that's really different. So I'm actually excited to see, like armed with that information, how the Chiefs are going to adapt to that on the fly, you know? Yeah, it's true. I mean – She's great, Mina Kimes. Like she knows what she's talking about. She, she, uh, Jeff Garcia went after. Did you see this? I did. Made... Well, Jeff Garcia is an yeah, he's a little character weird. in his retirement. Yeah. So, Sorry, no, but, I, I mean, he listen. I think his approach was off, completely off. And uh, but I understood where he was coming from because when I watched the clip too, I kind of felt the same way. She was ripping Jimmy G. She was like saying like how Jimmy G is brutal and he shouldn't even be out there. And Keyshawn Johnson was defending him. And she's like, he's the worst quarterback left in the left in the playoffs. And then and Keyshawn Johnson's yes. like, yeah, he's the worst of the top four teams in the league. Like, is that a bad thing? Yeah, you know what but I mean. I like, mean, so like when we talked about it on 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 our, our post game show uh, on Monday, he threw three or four balls to the flat that the Packers yeah. should have put him back to pick six for pick six. Listen, nobody holding balls of his back foot like. Nobody's Look, saying that Jimmy G is is reinventing anything, you know. No, we we might even say he's uninventing offense. So Jeff Garcia is, took, went after, and he said uh, he starts saying he's like, I don't understand Mina Kimes. Like she's never even thrown a football, let alone played football. Uh, how not, can she talk like anything. this? If these are experts, no, no, no. Like re- I'll get the whole, I'll get the whole quote, man. I got to read this out. But I, I I honestly hate the you never played football argument because that means yeah. you can't learn something by you can't think you can't think don't be thinking yeah so I I, I hate that argument personally um, because honestly I heard enough from Jeff Garcia that I know that I'm not particularly yeah. interested in his analysis and he played <clears throat> ready for this Go ahead. who the hell who the hell is Mina Kimes just one sec I can't see you anymore 
Uh, this is awesome. Okay. Who the hell is Mina Kimes? And when is the last time she threw a touchdown pass in a game? Never, ever has she taken a snap or can truly understand the ability, the mindset, the physical and mental toughness that it takes to play the QB position or any position in the NFL. The fact that there are people out there that are given... Uh, out there given a platform to talk about something that they have never done is hilarious and that's how you have to look at her she's a joke crying laughing emoji so let's just laugh at her and support jimmy root on our niners to go out and beat the living fuck out of one or more one more team that's that's what it takes she will never know that feeling can i get an amen peace peace sign so it's it's bias versus studying tape because yeah. I forgot that so, he was a Niners quarterback, and that's why he's mad. He's also just biased. No, he's a, he's a Niners a broadcaster. He broadcasts the CBS Niners game, something like that. Is he still so, on the air? I thought I thought they yanked him. Oh, I, I mean, maybe he's not there anymore. But yeah, I th- I, from what I heard last, I think he was. Anyway, but so Jeff Garcia has a strong opinion. Oh no, I think he's coaching fo- high school football or something. Yeah, because I, I I he had made some comments. Oh, what it was? About, yeah, what was uh, it? Eight what people. Was I believe it was like a, it was a few years ago, and I, I thought he had lost the broadcasting gig. Weird. But the thing was, the thing I, I hate that argument because again, a lot of people can study something and learn it um, without having to perform the skill. Um, yeah. You know, defense attorneys don't murder people, yet they defend murderers. So that's, <laughs> I guess it's a terrible analogy, but it is an. No, they defend they defend the law that protects the the the, the civilian. Yes. Well, but where were they when their law was written, Terry? Yeah. Like, they never put their hand in the dirt. How about, you have the in how about this one? Food critiques can judge food, but don't necessarily cook well. That's true. That's Listen, true. I get there's a different nuance in, like, knowing the sport and, like – and cooking, I think, is the only one. It's like I can't tell you – I mean, maybe. I mean, listen, I've ne- I'm not a, like I like to cook, but I'm not going to go sit here and tell peas how to make a beer or, oh, you should do this because I didn't do it. But if I had studied it and I had never done it and told peas, hey, if you use this kind of wheat, you might get this kind of taste out of it. Is that bad? No, but that's. But you can also be like, why. I don't like this one because it's too flavorful or it's not flavorful enough or it's too fizzy or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Or you can study. Or, or you can you say, study. I had this other beer and it's really good and here's why I like it, right? You don't or, need to know or if it's more than, But it's more than just opinion. If you study something, you can then give an informed I'm position on it, right? Well, it's an informed so, opinion. Yeah. I mean, it, a, a lot of times – like especially like when it comes to like the pro football focus folks, for example, yeah, that's not informed opinion. Those are informed facts. Like they're based on statistical analysis, right? Yeah. So, um, but but they're, yeah, but, I mean, they're, but whenever an whenever an analyst is saying something, it's always opinion because that's the exactly. job. Yeah, not only that, but like even the even PFF, like it's still technically an opinion because they're just g- gathering data that are factual. Like this this data is factual. The model, the model say- is going to be biased towards something, right? And it's exactly, just a matter yeah. of did you pick the right thing to yeah. be biased towards? Exactly, yeah, exactly. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Fuck Eagle Man. You really um, went right into my brain and you said that. <laughs> so yeah, that 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 I, I think again, much like last week, I think both games will be exciting. Looking forward to that. You'll get our thoughts on it on the Monday broadcast on our um our yet-to-be-named post-game show. We got yeah. a name. I'm going to send out a message to you guys tomorrow. Uh, let's start naming the show and naming some of the segments we have planned coming uh, moving forward. Or if any of our um, viewers want to go ahead and give their suggestions, feel free to leave oh. it in the comments below. There you go. We'll literally use the first one. Yeah, um, I mean, why not? Also, I mean, we didn't talk about one, this. We'll use that one. We didn't talk. We haven't spoken about this, but... <clears throat> 
Where did he get the nerve to remove Alex the intern from Twitter? Yeah. Like, what did the he, fuck? Did he think he could promote himself? Yeah, like, what, did he, did he, is he all of a sudden not an intern? Like, does he all of a sudden not get me coffee? Like, and now that I think so, about it, I didn't have coffee today. So what's going on? I'm going to change my uh, Twitter to, uh, you know, uh, P's Hot Sauce Sports, also Lord and Commander. I, I, I promoted yeah. myself to Lord and Commander. Yeah. I'm also going to promote myself and say, and, and maybe I'll change my Twitter handle to Alex is still an intern. That's going to be. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I like that. Alex one. is, Alex like is still my intern. That's going to be my Twitter handle. Forever intern. I want to do that, but I'm scared I'm going to lose Terry Tam if I ever want to go back because I have Terry Tam. Like, it's how rare is it to get Terry Tam? There's a lot of um, Asians out there. And, like, you know, there's a, um, there's a chief medical officer in Canada who would love to get. She's Asian. She's Asian. I'm saying Tam name. is a very common Asian name. Like, I'm I not going to, I don't want to give it up. Even on Instagram when I had it, I don't have it anymore. It's Terry Tam 15. I couldn't find Terry Tam. Yeah, so it's true. It's it's always scary. It's a scary proposition. I'm not changing my. I'm um, not doing it. Maybe I'll change my name. Alex is still my intern. I'll do that. Yeah. That's what I'll do. Uh, I'm gonna do it right now. James, actually. James Harden. Um, it's been reported James Harden wants out of Brooklyn. Um, here is the clip uh, where Kendrick Perkins is talking about that. Courtesy of the All the Smoke podcast. Say you straight. This is real life. This is not rumors. Okay, they. No matter how much he may try to deny it, I think Philly want to win. I, I know they're not going to win a championship unless they make a big move. Mm -hmm. But I think they're thinking more so about next season. I'm going to just give you hints and you can figure it out. But James Harden didn't sign his contract extension. Mm -hmm. All right, He didn't sign it. He was supposed to sign it. He was supposed to go KD, Kyrie, James Harden. Didn't happen. All right, So he didn't sign it. Now James Harden camp is telling people, in Philly, we want to come play with them B next year. Mm. This ain't no lie. It's oh. facts. But then he telling the Brooklyn Nets, the ownership group different. Mm -hmm. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You so, drop a park bomb? Yeah, Swing somewhat. And I ain't never said I ain't told nobody this shit. But this we is happening in real life. Yeah, you got damn right. I gotta get. <laughs> I like that show actually. It's a very good show. Oh, it's excellent. It's excellent. Yeah, very um, good show. It's uh, mm. I haven't watched too many of the yeah, I Am Athletes. That depends on the person that they're interviewing there. But uh, like I saw the Johnny Manziel one, you know, so like I saw a couple of those. But this one is good. It's a good show. Um, yeah, uh, well, listen, James Harden's smart for doing this. He's playing Brooklyn against the rest. And if he says that, if he's like, listen, Philly might be an option. That's that's actually a nice thing they can do right there. Like they well, can do something. Daryl with... Morey has. Uh... He, he's now in Philadelphia. He's the, he was the GM of the yeah. Rockets when Harden was there. They have a relationship. Uh, and Bede is I basically... I like they had a falling out at the end, though, no? No, not really. He has to be traded. And he, um, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's hard to pretend to know what happens inside the walls, right? Like, uh, yeah. I got the impression he just asked to be traded and then was traded. And so everyone kind of got what they wanted. Um, but the thing with, uh, you know... Per Perkins is someone whose analysis I don't particularly enjoy, but he's usually right when it comes to these kinds of things because he's still very plugged in with the players' community. Um, yeah, he has hard opinions. He falls hard in his opinions, but he's usually right, yeah. Yeah, again, his basketball analysis is very dated and is not relevant to today's game at all. Yeah, he doesn't understand um, that the big man really doesn't have a role. Like, he wouldn't have a role in today's basketball. He doesn't realize that. He didn't have a role in those Celtics, Terry. <laughs> He's he did. He had a couple of good games. He had a no. He had yeah. like two, two, three good seasons. I think. 
you know, like good see he, he made an all-star one not, year. He was know? okay. He was, was okay. Right. He's he was a more muscular Greg Ostertag. Is he the Paul is he the Paul Bizonet of basketball? Yes. <laughs> that's not go. bad. That's, that's, like that's not a good bad. that's a good but that's a good call. Both successful in their own right, media wise. Both on major on yeah. both on major networks broadcasting the sport. Um I don't know if Kendrick Perkins has his own podcast. Like Chicklets is the number one podcast. No, he's he's Isn't on that... ESPN. So he's on he was on the jump when the jump was actually a really good show and now right. it's I forget what it's what it's called, but it's Kendrick Perkins is the main the main dude now. And um, Biz uh plays only played six years in the NHL. Like, you know, he wasn't really successful in a win in a Stanley Cup or anything. But anyway, yeah, I think that's a pretty good pretty good comparison. Next. Well, so the thing this got me thinking was if Philadelphia is the move, is this finally the Ben Simmons trade? Because now the money works, the fit works for Ben Simmons. He's, he's he gets Durant and um and Kyrie, maybe if he ever plays again, um, he gets them. He gets the ability to pass the two good, two great shooters, uh, and that team gets defense. And then Harden has a more compatible style with Embiid. Embiid's playing out of his mind. He probably should be the MVP this season. Yet the 76ers are fledgling because he's doing it all by himself, right? So. Um, I, I think that's actually a move. I I never considered it once, but that's a move that actually makes sense. Yeah, I, I like this. I like this. I like that a lot. I think that that would be – we always we always mention, I think everybody was always talking about like, who can MB play with. I think this is perfect. Yeah, he needs he needs a guy who wants to stay, stand on the outside and shoot. And, surprised and that Harden, nobody really – I don't think Harden was ever an option. Like nobody ever really mentioned Harden. Everybody well, always said the Lakers or State Warriors. He, he – he, push to go to the Nets, right? So you, you don't yeah. think he's leaving, right? So and I think I think like, I wow. even said I'm like, well Harden, I don't think he's leaving. You know, he just like he just got there. Like I don't I think I even said that. So like this is really out of fucking left field. And good on Harden. Apparently, like, yeah. good. Uh, on uh, on Twitter there was on um, the Athletics Twitter there was also a link saying that the main reasons is that Harden finds the taxes expensive in New York, yes. And he yeah. finds uh living in Brooklyn cold in winter also yes. But um, I don't is, know how that helps yeah, but um, is this guy an idiot? He's literally an hour away from where. But that said, um, all the respect I had for him when, gone, finished. When you when you when you look at Brooklyn though, like when you look at the Nets, do, does that look like a fun place to be? Like it just looks miserable. Like it's like KD always looks grumpy. There's the whole thing with Kyrie of not not he never plays. Um, the stadium's dark. The stadium's dark. Yeah, it's and grungy. So then, so like, so at least you go to Philadelphia and you're gonna be playing winning basketball immediately, right? So like, yeah. you know, it's it's fun to go to work when you're winning, right? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's Philly's true. also been a pretty terrible organization, and yeah. the fans are rough too. So we'll, I don't know. Maybe it's just trading one problem for another, but we'll see how that all shapes out. Um, the other thing that broke this week, of course, was the big news that um, predictably Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens are not going to the Baseball Hall of Fame. This year, no, they're off the ballot. Oh, they have to wait wow. till they get. They have to wait till they get promoted by the veterans committee. Basically, they have to wait till old writers die. Well, and I didn't writers, know that. I knew. I knew there was a deadline. What's but interesting? Like, that's ri- that's ridiculous. What's that's interesting is that it used it used to be stop. fifteen years. It used to be fifteen years, and it got changed to ten. The reason why was they changed a whole bunch of rules. 
when um, former Miami Herald writer um, and now co-owner of Metal Arc Media, Dan Levitard, sold his vote to Deadspin uh, back in the day. Oh. So they got they got really pissed off at that. They took away his vote, but also they changed the rules and uh, made it so that instead of 15 years on the ballot, it was 10. So he may have inadvertently cost them the vote that he was protesting, um, not voting for steroid guys. Yeah. But that now this caused, might have cost them that. Yeah. Valid steroid guys, right? Wow, it's a crazy spin zone. Cra- crazy it's, full circle jerk right there. Yeah, I, I read shit. that. I read that this week, and I was like, "Oh man, that's that's pretty. That's pretty awful." The um, the thing I was looking at um, Barry Bonds's uh, stats, and his OPS in his last season before he got blackballed was like still like one point two, which his, is insane. It, he has like three. There's a three season. Good, sorry. I was gonna say there was like a three season gap where he had like. Um, I think yeah, like it was he was batting a percentage on base ninety four percent of the time. Yeah, he he was he, walked uh, intentionally with bases loaded twenty times in his career. I was gonna say on more than one occasion. Yeah, <laughs> that's that. Not only that, there was um one time I saw was he had a, the, was he, he had a, they were up one time I saw they were up by two runs and they walked him. Yeah, that's crazy. He he uh, he he was uh he he. He walked a thousand more times than he struck out in his career. Yeah. First of all, that's insanity. Yeah. Um, secondly, forty-six percent of his at bats ended with a home run or a walk. That's insane. <laughs> Half of the time, you're either getting the two most valuable things in the game. Also, like we need to thank Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa, Rafael Palmero. <laughs> Mark McGuire, Roger Clemens, uh, Mike uh, Mike Piazza, we Jose Canseco. We need to thank all these guys because if not for them, we wouldn't be watching baseball today. Well, and especially like the whole that that whole summer, the greatest summer of all time, right? Greatest. Where, where it was that first. Um, Mark Is McGuire there a thirty for thirty on it? Because I would definitely watch that. There has to be. I'm already. not sure. I'm not sure. But the thing is, there has um, to be one. what's interesting is a lot of those guys who voted to keep those guys out got their jobs or kept their jobs because those guys saved the sport in 1999. You know what I mean? So like the the same guys who benefited and and Major League Baseball who benefited from these guys getting juiced, they are the ones keeping them out. And they're all like, now they're wagging their old fucking idiot fingers doing missionary position. Like get over yourselves, guys. Like I don't understand. And 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 we haven't spoken about the elephant in the room. The elephant in the room is that David Ortiz got popped for steroids and he's in. How did he get in? Where's the double standard here? Because first of all, Red Sox fans can suck my ass. Red Sox fans are the biggest beat all time. Alex Rodriguez is broadcasting games and they're giving him like a Manning cast. It's crazy. And he, he served the longest ever suspension for steroids. He's because he said, for because he said, I did it. So is that it? Is it? Well, but the thing is, Barry Bonds goes to jail if he says he did it because he exactly. perjured himself. Exactly. So he can't say it. You can't. You can't hold. You exactly. can't hold that against him. Exactly. I mean, there's no real proof. I mean, his head grew three fucking hat sizes, I mean, but like. But who cares about the proof? What, you know, he, he married a stripper Barry from Bond. Montreal. Barry, he did. I didn't know. Yeah, that. yeah. I read his book, "Love Me, Hate Me." Great book. Mm-hmm. I was the only he, idiot um, on the island of Mykonos reading a Barry Bonds book. 
I, I, I love Bonds when I was young. Um, he, he did turn out to be kind of a jerk, but I mean, that doesn't really bother me if, if the dude yeah. can play. Um, the thing is, like, um, t- he's the best baseball player I've ever seen, period. Secondly, yeah. he's at worst A-Rod, the third greatest hitter of all time. A-Rod to me is like watching A-Rod. No, Vladimir Guerrero, A-Rod. Um, uh, we're talking about him. They're all fighting for second after Bonds, dude. <laughs> Plain and simple. Bonds. Like, is good. I mean, listen, there's been good. Jim Edmonds was a highlight reel. I mean, not that he's the best player ever. Uh, uh, Ichiro. I'm saying, I'm saying that they legitimately kept Pools. someone out who has, who has an argument to be like a top three hitter of all time. Cool. You know what I mean? Like his record still stands. There's no asterisk. His record is the home run record. 73. Right? So, no, well, 73 and total home runs, which is 730. So, or 770. No, he didn't. He, he didn't pass Hank Aaron. He passed Hank Aaron. Yeah, he's not number one. He is. Eagle, please look it up. Do I actually? Have to? Uh, I'll look it up. Yes, I'll look it up. Because I feel like uh, an idiot. Actually, either of us can look it up because Terry has to do an ad read because we're about to go rapid fire. Yes, indeed, we're going to <laughs> rapid fire. And Terry, who is brought, uh, bringing us rapid fire today? Rap- rapid fire is brought to you by. Hot Streak Fantasy. Visit Hot Streak Fantasy on iOS only. Android, fuck off. Uh, iOS only. You, uh, go to Hot Streak Fantasy. Um, use the promo code Hot Sauce. You deposit any amount up to $1,000. They'll match it. They'll give it to you as a bonus on your account. Use the promo code Hot Sauce to get that. Uh, Hot Streak Fantasy. Um, it's the best in-play fantasy app. You can play uh, five guys at a time. You can play three guys at a time. Whatever your fantasy is, um, you pick steals assists that's for basketball for hockey uh, sorry for for baseball it's 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 fun it's every at bat um for football it's it's pregame pregame um pregame lines uh in play in play lines it's unbelievable and you're getting your money instantly so in play it's the best in play fantasy app on the market hot streak fantasy um on ios hot sauce promo code don't match your deposit with a bonus they'll match your bonus as a deposit and your deposit as a bonus as well Deposit your bonuses while you're at it. All right. It is time for rapid fire. All right. We have six of them for today. We're going to start off with Son of the Devil. The Arizona Coyotes are looking to share a facility with uh, ASU as a stopgap measure as they're potentially going to get kicked out of their current arena. This would potentially limit their total attendance to about 5,000 people, including 16 uh, lodges that would be available. What are the schools? ASU. Arizona State Uh, University. ASU. Arizona State. Uh, have you ever been to their? Uh, is this what sports are? Hockey, the Coyotes. Hockey. Oh, for hockey. Coyotes. Ooh. The NHL Coyotes. Oh, I oh I Coyotes. misunderstood that question. I thought it was two schools yeah. merging. No, no, the, no. You, Coyotes, you were cutting out at one point. I don't know. I think my something's wrong with my wire. So I thought it was two Coyotes, schools merging. The Coyotes are looking to share the facility with Arizona State University, uh, one of the biggest party schools uh, in America. So there is that. Okay. I mean, listen, I don't think they were getting more than 5,000 people in their stands anyway. So, But isn't the knock against uh, moving a team to Quebec that the stadium is too small? Um, yeah, because you, you can't you, – yeah, also the dollar to advertising. You don't make as much money in Canada as you would in the States. It's, yeah, you, you can't sell lodges. Money. There's only 16 of them. <laughs> yeah, only. There's more lodges than seats in that fucking place. Arizona State actually has a good hockey program, you would think. 
Well, so what's interesting is the Coyotes, as a, as a, I believe it was the Coyotes, um, as a measure to try and like get the community more into hockey, they invest a lot in like youth hockey in the state of Arizona. It's also just not part of the culture, so that's going to take a lot of time. You know, before. you know who's from Arizona? Big team success. Sorry, who's from Arizona? Lots of people. Um, the I believe Wiley E. Coyote. <laughs> Wally the Coyote is potentially from New Mexico, but um, uh, uh, um, Austin Matthews is from Arizona. Oh, I didn't know they, that. They're literally waiting for his contract to be finished so they can sign him. Like, that's basically what Arizona is hoping for. Because if as soon as they sign Austin Matthews, they're going to fill up that place every night. Every single night. Arizonans are so loyal to other Arizonans. It's crazy. And he's the best scorer, one of the best scorers in the league. Top three. Uh, Arizona Annie. Is a comic book character who apparently is from uh, from Arizona. One of her partnerships is with Kid Colt, and she's an expert at armed co- combat. So, unless she's partnered up with Hashi Fantasy like us, I couldn't care less. <laughs> Next, <laughs> Antonio Brokovich. Antonio Brown may be pursuing a lawsuit against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because they suggested he go get counseling. The lawsuit is currently mean, priced at around two hundred thousand dollars. Listen, first of all, did you see his lawyer? I didn't, actually. So you have to watch this video, okay? This guy looks like he is uh, the wannabe version of the wannabe version of Better Call Saul. This is what this guy looks like. His suit was oversized, oversized suit, okay? He looks he looks kind of like a, a cheap version of Nick Wright. You know Nick Wright? Yeah, of course. Okay, he looks like a cheap version of that guy, okay? And Antonio Brown looked like he was hypnotized. He was sometimes he was, Antonio Brown was just like frozen on camera with a smile on like this. So I moving. Theory, it was really scary. I because I also heard Antonio Brown on um, Brandon Marshall podcast. You mentioned it before. Uh, the name I am athlete. to me. I am athlete. There we go. Um, excellent. Actually, really good interview. Yeah. Um, Brandon Marshall carried it though. He did most of the work. But um, but Antonio I, Brown's I a lot of theory. things. Articulate isn't one of them. Well, because here's the thing. I think he's been legit blazed. Ever since he walked up the field, I like mean, why wouldn't he be? He sounded like he was so high. I know this is reckless. I have no way of knowing this, but he was like slurring his words. He sounded like I sound after nine p.m. on on uh, from Thursday to Sunday night. Um, okay. And and the thing is, like he he was. Uh, what's interesting is Brandon Marshall was making better points for him than he was, um, and a lot of this is he's just a bad messenger and a lot of stuff and he reacts to things um in a lot of times the worst way possible like brandon marshall was saying he had the same thing where ricky williams was telling him we all agree with you but you can't just blow up at your your coaches you can't just blow up on the sidelines it's not gonna work it's gonna cost you money right um and that's brandon marshall's trying to having experienced that trying to convey that to antonio brown and they started arguing about like the definition of like disruptive uh, he's an idiot. He, Antonio Brown, no matter what you say, he's going to tell you why he's wrong, why he's right. No matter what you say. So it doesn't, it's a waste of breath. It's a waste of words. You know, like uh, Donald Trump says, you have a limited amount of heartbeats in your life. That's why he doesn't work out. I think that you have a limited amount of breaths. And Antonio Brown is too, is too dumb for me to waste any, as a, a breath on trying to convince him to change. He's an idiot. Don't you he's know less idiot. heartbeats go if you don't work out? No, because when you're, uh, when you work out, you get, you get more heartbeats, right? So you only have like a thousand. You don't want to use them all in that one workout, you know? Yeah, but if you if you um, 
if you live 20 less years, you have a lot less heartbeats, I promise you. But that's what he's saying. He's like, you only have a certain amount of heartbeats. So he's like, if I slow down my heart rate, that's why he talks so slow. And if he slows down his heart rate, obviously he drinks a lot of Coke as well. So maybe his heart rate's balanced out that way. But anyway, yeah. he's going to live until he's 100 uh, anyway. Who cares? Yeah. When Donald Trump the, dies, uh, the world will explode. I, I guess. The internet will, 100%. The internet was so so the the less than three percent that the the internet represents will explode. The metaverse, baby. So there we go. I'm really I'm legitimately worried you're gonna buy my house in the metaverse. I'm, I am. I'm, I'm, I am. It's bothering me. I, I've told 100%. my wife we kind of have to buy it. Just Did you hear case. that Biden is trying to regulate Bitcoin? Hey, nah, are, you, are you are you a terrorist? Will, banks will absolutely force a regulation of Bitcoin within the next ten years. Are you so, like are are you a terrorist? It's a hundred percent coming. It's all. I know. It's, it's not just. It's going to be worldwide regulation in ten years. I'm it's telling a piece you. of shit. Thanks for not letting it happen. We're all fucking assholes. All right. Speaking yeah. of not letting things it's happen, a, a we're all losing. A stinging what? suspension. ECHL player Jacob Panetta has been suspended for making racially insensitive gestures. He pretended to be a monkey towards Jordan Subban, a player of color, while on the ice, while in a little scrap. Many in the crowd were also shouting racial slurs. My understanding is he is eligible to return following some type of committee thing at the end of the season, something like that, but basically he's out for the rest of the year. So uh, this kid, Panetta, he um, is, what's his first name? I thought the same Jacob. thing. Jacob. Yeah, we, we, you, you were on I the same page. I thought the same thing as well. And I'm like, I know he doesn't. It's also that it's Jordan Subban, right? Yeah, he's, oh, yeah, exactly. So, like, I... So, it I made like, it really I, difficult to type. I'm like, also, he's not... Yeah, I know he doesn't play hockey. I played football against him, like, this year. Touch football. I don't think any hockey players will play touch football in Kirkland. No. Anyway, so... <laughs> good dude. So, the thing is that this player says that it's something that he does commonly to everybody. And he even sent video of him doing it to a guy that's not... That's white. He sent a video of him doing it, too. So, I get that you want to defend yourself to say you're not racist. I believe you. You're not racist. But you made a stupid moment. You made a yeah. stupid move in a time where everything is scrutinized no matter what you do. So, you fucked up. You need to suffer the consequences. The fact that I don't think you're a racist and I don't think – I think a lot of people are like, I don't think he's racist. I think he just made a stupid mistake. You have you have some support there. So, just keep it that way. If you try to defend yourself and send a video of every time you did this to somebody, like you're it's a fucking idiot – yeah, you're just giving people evidence to hate you. And I understand what he's yeah. trying to do. He's a young kid. He's trying to fix it. But at the end of the day, you need to know exactly what you're doing at all times. At all times. Just just apologize and don't do it. And it's done. And and just serve your suspension and then come back and earn your money. That's all you got to do. That's all it is. Exactly. Um, I remember like uh, when one of these conversations came up, uh, ES, well, formerly ESPN's, now HBO's Bomani Jones said something to the effect of, um, it doesn't matter if the person's racist. The action is the action, right? So, like, if the action is inappropriate, just change it. If you're not racist, just change it. If it bothers somebody, it's, it can't be that important to you. Just don't do it. Give the exactly. finger. The exactly. finger is universal. Yeah. It's fuck you to everybody. Everybody. And also, if you're a Friends fan, you know. Mm, you ever see that? Yeah. All right. Ego, what's the other one? Uh, oh, I can't remember anymore. Something like this, right? Yeah, exactly. I can't remember what. Uh, I can't get my elbows to touch. Who dat? New Orleans Saints coach Sean Payton has decided to step away from the team. He is a poor, reportedly exploring both media and coaching opportunities. As soon as he said this, everybody's like, Cowboys, Cowboys. And I'm like, yeah, Cowboys. The McCarthy clock is ticking. 
McCarthy it's, clock is definitely taking it. And I think this is perfect because he said I'm stepping away, right? He didn't say, like, I'm actually retiring. So, like, stepping away is like, I'll take a year off, see what the shit show that happens in Dallas. I'll come in there. If me and Dak kick it, I'll have him for one or two years, and then we'll see from there. If we don't like him, then I only have him for one or two years, and then I'll ship him away. Yeah. So I think it's perfect for Sean Payton to come into the Dallas Cowboys in 2023 and win a Super Bowl. It's perfect. I, I thought I instantly thought of two things. Um, the first one, Terry, do you, do you know the story about Jerry Jones, uh, Sean Payton, and the bottle of wine? Uh, no, I know that uh, he told Sean Payton we're going to fire Bill Parcells, and then he never did. And then Sean Payton went to New Orleans, and then they ended up firing Bill Parcells after. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> Which is weird. Was, so apparently, apparently they have a really good relationship. And after winning the Super Bowl uh, that summer, uh, he was at the steakhouse, and um, he knew that uh, that Jerry Jones was going there the next uh, the next night. And he had this like super expensive bottle shipped to the restaurant that he was going to have. Uh, somehow Sean Payton convinces the restaurant to give him the bottle. He drank it and left a note saying, uh, maybe next time, uh, Super Bowl champs, uh, New Orleans Saints. Wow. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> I thought I that was such an awesome story. I, yeah. it's, I, I didn't, I hadn't remembered it until this all happened. And I was like, I got to know if Terry knows this story because it's awesome. Um, the other thing was, um, yeah. I feel bad for Kevin James because he portrayed um, he portrayed uh, Sean Payton in the movie about Bonnie Gate by Adam Sandler. So poor guy is now portraying an out-of-work coach and it's less relevant. That's right. All about, of those words are true things. There's a movie about Bonnie Gate? It looks terrible. It's, there, it's Sean Payton leaves after Bounty Gate and goes and coach a kid's team. It's an Adam Sandler movie featuring Kevin James as Sean Payton. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, all of those things are true. I'm not making this up. I, I, I would have Eagle verified, but he's doing rapid fire. I'll just – I'll send it. What, what network would not hire somebody – like this isn't funny. It looks so terrible. I'm pretty Why sure you... Sandler had a deal with Netflix for like seven or eight movies, so it's probably just thrown in there with one of them. Holy shit. That's a swing and a miss. I'll tell you that. Swing and a miss. I'm sending it in the chat. It is called Home what? Team. It's an upcoming Home American team. sports comedy directed by Charles and Danielle Kinney and written by Chris Tony and Keith Bloom. Inspired by actual events, it is Kevin James that does it. And it also features Rob Snyder, Jackie Sandler, and Tate Bloom. It looks terrible. Of course it's, it's terrible. And it's produced by Adam Sandler. Classic. How did and Adam Kevin Sandler James. make himself out to be the sexy guy? And it's coming movie. on Netflix uh, no, tomorrow, no. actually. Tomorrow it's going to be out. You can watch it. I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, I will not be sober when watching it. Um, I, look, I got to give Adam Sandler credit. He keeps giving money to his friends. So that's awesome. <laughs> Adam, Sandler that's awesome has made, Adam Sandler has made a lot of people's careers. Like Rob Schneider is a guy who... He's super talented, and he would have been one of those guys who didn't get the, the respect he deserved. And he got it because of Adam Sandler. And then he ended up doing Shallow Hal and Deuce Bigelow and, you know, all that stuff. And Rob Schneider and Kevin is... Kevin James is not talented, and he also got saved by Adam Sandler. <laughs> well, Kevin James didn't get saved. Kevin James was successful in his own right before, right? Yeah, King yeah, of Queens like, and yeah, shit did a bunch of King stuff. King of Queens was, like, number one for a long time. Yeah, like, yeah, Kevin, Kevin James is still other, good. Like, Paul Blart is isn't an Adam Sandler movie. He got him into the Paul Blart, uh, the Paul Blart sphere. What do you What do you know? Paul Blart is in an Adam Sandler movie. What do you know about? Well, like what? It is an Adam Sandler movie. When you think of, it is, I don't know that. You I think, you think Kevin James? 
when you think of Kevin right? James, when you think of Kevin James, what do you think about? I literally think of Adam Sandler. I think of King of Queens, and I think of that stupid I've MMA never movie. Seen a second of, to be fair, I've never seen a second of King of Queens. It's I'm actually very good. Sitcom. It actually is. It is. Like, I mean, listen. Really? Yeah. yeah. What's his name? Uh, uh, Frank Costanza's in it, man. He's hilarious. All right. Cool. I, I just it, it, to me, it always looked like a typical Netflix sitcom, and I'm like, eh. Great I'll show. Pass. Jerry Stiller, it's a very by good the way. Show. You're referring to Jerry Stiller, yeah. yeah, Jerry Stiller, and yeah, also it's the reason why it's a good show is because they get divorced in the show, and then the show still goes on. Like, like there's a lot of things about that show that people don't realize how good it is, and like the friends, and like the whole thing. It's a good movie. They've that, that you know that little guy. Uh, I always forget his name. Uh, uh, Patton Oswalt. He's hilarious. He's in that show. Great show. Great show. All right, next. Rubbers me the wrong way. Hugs will be discouraged at the upcoming Beijing Winter Olympics. But as per tradition, condoms will be distributed to all the participants because when you have that many sexy athletes all together with a whole bunch of testosterone and estrogen buildup, you're going to have some good babies coming out of that. So wrap your willies. When I, when I, go, to, when I go to like Europe, the sizes are different over there. Like an XL over there isn't an XL. I'm an XL uh here like double xl if i'm a little pudgy if i'm a little bloated or if i want to like a loose shirt like this is an xl okay on me and um so like when i but when i go to europe i know that i have to get like a little bit bigger if i want to buy clothes that's why i never buy clothes in anywhere else other than north america but like in china the clothes sizes must be so small compared to like so what are the condom sizes like so like so are, they, dad... are they getting like magnum are magnums over there just like regular durexes here Magnum's there is like getting a, a size five Jordans because Jordans already run small. So, um, but yeah, the, the thing is, like, I my dad used to go to China twice a year, and he would come back with clothes all the time. And it was it was just uh, it was a shit show. Like, you didn't know if they were gonna fit you or not, right? Yeah. And so, I've since that time lost you know almost sixty pounds, and I have a six XL sweater that is still too tight on me. <laughs> So the sizes, I don't, it just, it, 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 I feel like the sizes there are just random. I think that the athletes got to do though, if you want, if, if you want to really respect sort of the guidelines uh, and you want to use the condoms, you cut a hole in the sheet and have sex like ghosts. That's the only way to do it. And the only way. Spooky ass sex. <laughs> sex with ghosts. If you could feel anything, that'd be great. If like, okay, yeah, pick one ghost to have sex with, who would it be? Ooh, Casper's like too nice. Well, also Casper's guy. Nice. Also guy. Yeah, whatever. Six positive in the show. Wait, wait. Are, are we are we talking about an actual maybe, like ghost or a deceased person and the ghost of them? I'm thinking of a deceased go person. With, oh, let's I'm go with pop culture ghosts, just so that like we're not actually having sex with dead people. I'm, I, the only person I can think about in my head is Jessica Rabbit. Like I feel like if she's a ghost, she's the sexiest ghost ever. But like, she, she didn't she die. die. But she could. She's not. I mean, she's. I guess she's not dead because she's a cartoon. But, but like, even if she, even in cartoon form, she didn't die. I know. So I'm saying. But like, oh, yeah, that's a good point. So who would it be? Who's dead? Uh, was Patrick Swayze the ghost and ghost, or was it was it the girl? I think it was Swayze, huh? Yeah, Patrick so was Swayze, Swayze was Swayze, the ghost. Yeah. So yeah. So Demi Moore. Uh, and I just maybe maybe I'm I'm. Bruce Willis is on the list, huh? Maybe I'm a hetero with living people, but gay isn't Whoopi, isn't Whoopi Goldberg a ghost in that? And ghost also, she won like a, an award. She won a, a Grammy, a, an Emmy, an, an Oscar for that. I don't remember. Yeah, I think Whoopi Goldberg won an Oscar for that. Oh, the, the chick from the ring. Does that count? Because like she looks like she's a demon. 
But that, I mean, I don't know if they're ghosts. Are they considered ghosts? What about the girl from the, the house on Haunted Hill? Who would have thought having sex with ghosts was so difficult? It's the girl. I would pick the girl uh, from um, from the, the show You Love. She plays on oh, the House of yeah. ha- the House of Hill Haunting or something. It's a show. It's a horror TV yeah, yeah. show. It's on Netflix. She's a ghost in that movie. That's her. Um, yes, as long as she doesn't do her her um, stupid shocked face. Whenever she's shocked, her teeth her face disfigures. So <laughs> yeah, but she's so a beautiful weird. woman. Beautiful. Woman. She is. She is. Yeah. And so, yeah, I go with. I go with that ghost or um, or uh, Patrick Swayze. Either way. Or sex positive Casper. Exactly. Sex positive. Yeah. Well, again, too nice. I, I, I like him with a bit of an edge. <laughs> I like our, my ghost with a bit of an edge. Our last topic for today, the doomsday heist. Investigations have been launched into apparently drug cartels using Grand Theft Auto Online to recruit and train drug runners by having them run heists in the, the actual online version of the game i feel slighted yeah you know how many drug runs me and duke have gone on where's my reward where where are you at cartels where are you at your boy's here he's out here he's delivering all the drugs he's running guns he has a front set up uh with the arcade he's got a front set up with a nightclub i got all them dlcs where are you at (laughs) i'm very disappointed What's the furthest you've ever driven for for drugs? Oh, in real life? Yeah, Hunsik. My dealer was in Hunsik. <laughs> it could not far. A ten minutes drive. It ended up being because this is from before I started working um, where I work now. It yeah. ended up being a seven minute walk from where I work. So uh, uh, mine was. It happened last week. I drove half an hour to Oka to get weed because I'm not allowed to go to the SQDC. And buy because I'm not triple vaxxed. I don't think that's in effect yet. Yeah, they say it's in effect. Yeah, but you don't need all three. You just need two. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, then, it's oh. two until the thirty-first, I believe. Oh, I thought oh, it was January eighth. I thought January eighteenth was, was triple uh, vaxxed. Eighteenth was just vax pass. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. Anyway, I went to Oka. It's pretty good. Yeah, you can also order online, and they bring it to you. Yeah, but like you know. What am I going to do? I can get it in 30 minutes or I can wait two days. Yeah. Or just at that point, you could have come to my house. I have so much. I mean, there's that too. Anyway. Uh, you live further than Oka. <laughs> I don't live further than Oka. You, it would be By 45 minutes bit. to get to you. 45 minutes yeah. to get to you. That's true. That's true. I'm on the 13. I'm close. That far. Get, get, get the 25 fast, bro. And then I you're have. good. Um, so that's it for this week. Um... You now know how long it takes Terry to get to my house. Um, glad that was sponsored. Um, thank you, Eagle, for everything you've done. Thank you, Hot Streak, for being the greatest sponsor ever uh, with the most fun product we've ever got to experience. Uh, Terry, thank you for all the work you've done today. Uh, thank you for all who have registered. Uh, sorry, not registered. For those who have followed, liked, um, and subscribed to our podcast, please continue to do so. But most of all, thank you all for letting me be myself. I was swallowing a bird throughout the air.